Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped, the very best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Jingle balls to the wall, gentlemen. Listen up. It's time to gear up and give yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, so why not do the same below? The Perfect Package also comes with a pair of Manscaped Boxer Briefs and the Crop Reviver Toner, which will keep your junk feeling fresh. Give yourself the gift of below-the-belt grooming this holiday season with the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. Again, that's promo code BIGHEADS for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Clean up below the belt this holiday season and make Santa proud by going to manscaped.com today. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I hope you are all doing very, very well. Just one day after the Gelarossi defeat Verona at the Stadio Bentegori 3-1. I am actually in Veneto at the moment, and I had the pleasure, I guess you would say, the weather was terrible, though, of attending the match uh, yesterday, it was a very good result. I don't think anybody anybody would argue with that uh, performance. Left a little to be desired, but that doesn't matter. Um, it's instances and matches like that where sometimes you have to dig out the character and the grit to get the result, and that is something we haven't seen in quite some time from the Roma side. So I was very, very happy to see that. Let me um, get Andy on in just one moment here, but first I have to welcome our newest patron over at Patreon, Marco, who you can find on Twitter at Totino underscore Marco. That's at T-O-T-I-N-O underscore M-A-R-C. Oh, Marco, thank you so much for your support. If you would like to join Marco and help supporting our endeavors here, you can get extra episodes of the podcast. You can get early access to the podcast as well. You can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press, or you can go to the support page at the top of romapress.net. So without further ado, let me bring Andy on as he and I discuss the match of yesterday that Roma win in the league, and we also discuss a little bit the upcoming match at the weekend against Inter. All right, everybody, Andy and I are back one day after Roma with a very, very, very um, convincing, I I would say, a surprising win. Uh, Aesthetically, not very beautiful, but I I have to say that, Andy, I was shocked by – the performance again not very beautiful but the fact is they got the job done when they most needed to i mean i i think that dropping points in this instance would have been very devastating and i also think that keeping pace with the clubs above them was very important 
And I have to be honest, I was very pessimistic coming into this one. Um, I was at the match, and again, while not aesthetically very beautiful, I feel like this is one of those matches where they needed it. Not just in terms of the result, but I'm talking about in terms of the performance, where you're not going to play well. It's terrible weather. You're not. Uh, the opposition is not going to make it easy. They're going to sit deep. While they may not have the quality of Roma, they still are very, very organized at the back. For me, I absolutely have no complaints about that match whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, and um, especially uh, coming off that victory in Turkey, we we basically, um, you know, we 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 ticked off uh, two of two very difficult stadiums um, because, as we might remember, that that, that stadium in Istanbul with some scary shit with, you know, with all the police forces around, with uh, people throwing stuff at players, with Erdogan being there. Um, then you go from that place to uh, the mighty Bentegodi, where uh, the the wonderful crowd is always so nice to every visiting team. Uh, yep. it's it's it, it was it, to me that's the toughest part and then you had you had the rain you had a, a team that loves to sit back and is good at it doesn't just do it because they don't know how to play football they just do it because they know they they know they're good at it they've they've been getting results so far this season by doing just that and so everything you know from the past would have been would have pointed to either a loss or a, a very demoralizing draw because that's that's what happens with Roma in in difficult circumstances i think the last sort of um disappointing result in in difficult circumstances was that game against Sampdoria where it was the weather conditions were very similar. It was an away game, and you know, you you yesterday you 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 did what what you had to do. You you came in, you you played convincingly. Sometimes you looked shaky uh, on the counter. I I think that applies to some individual performances that just weren't up to the the normal standard. And I'm talking about Under specifically. Um, yeah, he was really poor. really poor. Uh, but otherwise, you know, this is this is this is was a team that just played uh, away um, and is now getting ready for, you know, uh, uh, perhaps the 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 game against the team to beat. Yeah, it's. Um, I think again, just in terms of pure result I think they obviously needed this but also in terms of performance where it wasn't going to be easy I also think they needed it as well so a couple of talking points that most stood out to me for that one Clivert other than getting injured I thought he was his usual self he scores a goal he has moments of brilliance he has moments where you're just you're scratching your head thinking what in the world are you doing and you you just brought him up Under as well awful uh without question in my opinion i thought he was the worst one on the pitch and i don't think it was even close are you at all concerned about under because mm. i think with the struggles of listen jekyll has scored i believe it's only one goal in the last 11 matches between club and country he's got eight for us he's got eight this season so it's not it's not looking too too good <laughs> Well, for me, I, I think the issue is we really, if if we're not giving Dzeko the proper service, if we're not creating out yep. wide, yeah, I yeah. think Roma are very hard-pressed to create goals. Obviously, very good on set pieces, there's no doubting that. 
But I think in terms of pure goal development and actually scoring goals, I think there are some issues. And I think one of the players who Roma have been longing for is Under because he can actually score a goal from outside the area. He can create something out of nothing. No, you know, I uh, I said it on here before when uh, Pellegrini was missing. I said that... Uh, to me, the 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 offense flows com- differently when when Pellegrini is not not there, and uh, Pellegrini has uh, Pellegrini's presence has been key in these last two games. Um, he was the difference maker, and you know you uh, he made he made some mistakes um, sometimes that 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 instinct of his of going forward. Um, doesn't necessarily help on defensive side of the ball. Uh, sometimes he fails to track back. Sometimes he forgets his opponent. And sometimes he just, uh, for example, doesn't uh, get a proper shot off, which which he should. And he knows that he said it yesterday. I wished he, he scored more. Um, he hopes to, to get back to scoring because that's also important to have a midfielder who can score. Um you know, I uh, it, it's it's odd because I uh, I mean let's talk about Perotti coming on for Clivert after those first the first thirty five minutes because I wasn't feeling it. I was afraid that you know um, you you take Cliver Clivert off. Sure, he can you know be uh, he can piss you off when he plays uh, without really. Without without the necessary IQ to sort of deliver a good performance, but but sometimes he he proves himself to be really uh, key in especially in counter attacks, and we saw that yesterday um, with his goal. Uh, Perotti came on and it was such an odd odd game because, because as soon as he came on, I saw so many people um, insult him and sort of be, oh my god, is, is he still alive? You know, after all those performances that we've recently seen him in, uh, this is this really was not the game that we would think that he would come back to life. But that's exactly what he did. And you know, the fact that we won three one is is a, a big chunk of that victory goes to him. Not only for the goal, not only for the assist for Mkhitaryan, but also for the way he played. I was afraid that he wouldn't be able to sustain the tempo and the, the difficulty of the pitch uh, yesterday, and he did. That's another uh, interesting thing to to think about. How uh, is that something that he can carry on uh, in the next games, or will he get benched again? Um, with with Zaniolo coming back, uh, I could potentially see uh, Clivert uh, uh, getting some rest. I I, I don't know. I. J- for now, am I worried? I think that Jekyll definitely needs more, way more touches and way more chances. But at the same time, I see that with a player like Pellegrini, who really is turning into uh, a very Totti-esque player in the way he he sometimes he's the the pitch and you know he just launches a ball forward and that's where his man is exactly in uh, in a few seconds. Um, when you have a player like Pellegrini up there, you need a player like Cliver, a player like Under, who have that speed uh, uh, and can create something. So you just brought it up. Zaniolo, he will be returning and he will be available for the match of the weekend. And I'm curious what you think, though. So going forward, the very particular thing with Roma's attack, especially when you look at the three behind Dzeko, 
It's it's interesting because I feel like all of them have very unique characteristics, and one is not like the other. You know, Zaniolo, you have the physicality. Cliver, you have the speed. Under, you have the ability to score from outside the area. Mkhitaryan, you have that technical ability, and I think a level of intelligence that I don't think any of the other attackers possess. I think without question, his runs, his passing ability, the way he handles overlaps with Kolodov, I just think he possesses, again, a level of intelligence that nobody else in the Roma's attack has. So given all of this, how do you see it shaping up? Because I find it very difficult to remove Zaniolo and Pellegrini. Under, a player I love, again, I feel like having him on the pitch makes you a more dynamic attack because you can score, he can score from outside the area that, you know, Mkhitary and Cliver just don't have the ability to do. Is that something you agree with? And given that, who do you think partners with them best on the left? Do you think it's Mkhitaryan? Do you think it's Cliver? You know, I, I, I think this is a good question to have because I think that that says a lot about the fact that I what I always, always thought is that uh, this Roma team doesn't la- lack in quality. They they have plenty to choose from. Uh, and so these are nice questions to have when, when you're a team that is trying to fight for that uh, uh, Champions League spot. Um and it's interesting because as um, with Mkhitaryan coming back, you really have that, you know, that 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 talking point whether you you you're going to sacrifice Clivert and his growth because hey, guess what? Clivert is one of our top scorers. He's got five goals, um, uh, I believe, same as Zaniolo. So it's not like they 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 they're not producing. It's uh, I think this is just something that Fonseca will have to figure out according to games, um, because he clearly likes Clivert, and I've, I I see so many people criticize Clivert, and I criticize him too because he really can piss you off. But uh, if, if there must be a reason if the coach really uh, uh, respects him the way Fonseca does, and Fonseca was talked in in length about. Uh, Clivert really uh, learning to track back and, you know, um, giving a helping hand to, to Kolarov. Um, that for me was a, a pretty evident, um, I don't know how to nudge uh, to Under. Um, I think Under, Under needs to... Because sh- Under didn't do that at all. Santon was Under, exposed like Under, crazy. Yes, Under, Under should know better because uh, Santon... Uh, I I don't even think that on his own he did he did so bad and I think that when we played in Turkey he he was great. Um, it, it's just that <laughs> you can't you can't you know you can't help out a teammate when you see him struggle and and Santon was struggling and he was he was getting basically two players by him flying by him and and Under was refusing to actually help him out which which caused Mancini to move up which caused Smalling to get caught out of position which then left Kolarov basically uh, alone on that uh, left wing and that that left uh, our defense exposed and we paid for it so to me, Under was really detrimental. Um, that was a game that, yes, he came back after an injury. This was his first game as a starter. But uh, I, I really, I want to see him uh, get back to being that player that we saw in his first year when 
um, when he was out there to prove something, you know, remember when we were all thinking, oh, he's going to get loaned out and then we gave him a shot and he was basically carrying us for for a, a stretch of like five, six games and it was magical to see. Um, now it seems like he got a bit comfortable and when you're Fonseca um, in this team that, that, you know, really rotates with players that are really right now giving their all and you have players like Vertu who have no time to catch breath. You can't afford to have a, a, a player like Under who's supposed to score, who's supposed to be productive. And when when it's not his day, he doesn't even help out a teammate tracking back on defense. So I think going forward, uh, Under would, would, you know, would really uh, benefit from a little bench time, see how how the competition in that spot does. And as to Clivert, uh, you know, I, I, I said I said it. I mean, I think that um, he's still a, v- a very valid starter, even with uh, uh, Mkhitaryan's return. So I guess the next question to that is, do you at all see Diego Perotti being a factor for this Roma? Because... You know, there's whether you look on the right or the left, I still believe that Mkhitaryan, Cliver, Zaniolo, Under are all ahead of him in the pecking order of Fonseca. But he did do well against uh, against Verona to an extent. I mean, he got the goal. But he's just another guy, in my opinion. I don't know if you can necessarily rely upon him because it seems like he's injured every other month. So do you think he'll have any role whatsoever? Well, he, to me, he should have a role as a, as a, as a super sub, as a guy who is, 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 yeah, is, is you know, thrown into a match to, to help clinch the win. To, to 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 help secure the three points to to maybe give uh, the team a, a, a bit more uh, time on the ball that that's what he should be doing that's what he should focus on because clearly um he doesn't have 90 minutes in his legs and it's it's unlikely that we are going to see him play any match uh, full time I, I I really to me and it's unfortunate because I really liked him. I, I I liked what I saw from him under Spalletti. Even in, in Di Francesco's first year, um, he was a big contributor to, to this team when El Sharawi was having, you know, those on and off months. Um, so there is that. But the guy, to me, doesn't represent any sort of reliable... Uh, regular starter uh, uh, minutes um it's he should be content with having a, a a role in in you know in securing a win um and i think that that's what it, it's going to be all about um maybe in these games against the likes of of, of verona brescia um maybe you know whatever genoa um maybe in those games he he can he can contribute to but Going forward, this is a guy who whose time at Roma is expiring. That's it's as simple as that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think super sub is his role. Maybe the occasional odd star, particularly uh, you know a Coppa Italia match. Beyond that, I, I don't think he should have a big role at all. So yeah, I agree with you. Um, Want to talk about the defense though? Mancini, Smalling again. They do relatively well. I, I think Verona. They had a couple of chances that were a little nervy. You think they could have done better, but. What are you seeing from this partnership? Are you liking it? And I want to go back to something that happened in the Europa League in Turkey where Smalling was handed the armband. 
I saw a couple of people getting upset about this, saying that Aloni getting the armband is a is a (laughs) yeah is a huge indictment on Roma. Christ, I th- I thought that the people who 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 tweeted that really have nothing better to do in their lives than to think about ah, ah Smalling getting the captain's armband. Oh my God, what is Roma? What are Roma doing? What, what's what's happened to this great Ridiculous. historical Ridiculous. club? Jesus, shut up and enjoy, enjoy. Uh, you know, a nice moment. Both team teammates uh, enjoyed that moment. That to me, it meant that there is a bond that. He's been accepted into the team. Fonseca agreed. Then why would you even care about it? Like, why would you even make it a, an issue? You know, it's um, it's ridiculous. I think that was a very important thing, and it was the logical thing to do. He looked around. Jeko coming off at the 70th uh, minute. Uh, he looked around. There was there wasn't really anybody there who was you know old enough uh, uh, to be. To 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 secure that captain Ambarn, everybody there was. You had Zaniolo. You had uh, you know with Pellegrini off the pitch. Uh, Kolarov was off the pitch. Logical thing to do. Give it to to the oldest player, most experienced one in the bunch. Um, it just happened to be Smalling, and uh, the fact that he embraced it was a good sign. The fact that uh, Fonseca agreed with Jacob's decision is a good sign. So. That that's all for me. I, I really I don't understand sometimes these um, this you know going about uh, you know uh, this it, it's it reminds me of like Don Quixote, Don Quixote and and, and the, the windmills. It's it's really you're <laughs> you're just going about this this bullshit and um, doesn't make any sense. It was a good moment. Does it mean something for for Smalling's future at Roma? I don't know. I don't think. Uh, just a gesture like that in you know in the the last 20 minutes of a Europa League game can can really determine the future of a player at a club but who knows yeah it was it was really weird i don't know why anyone you know why anyone would take issue with it i i thought it was actually a nice moment this guy who faced some criticism upon his arrival he had a marginal role or was going to be given a marginal role at Manchester United he comes to Roma he performs very well and in just a short time, he's gone from unknown quantity yes. to a very yes, important exactly. piece to the team of Fonseca. So I don't, I, I guess I'm confused by the people who took issue with it because I, I guess who else would you want to have gotten it? Usually it's somebody with uh, some years on them in terms of playing. So I, I, I don't, I thought it was silly that people actually had a problem with it. Um, so now we have the match of the weekend against Inter, Antonio Conte. Um, what are you expecting for this? Do you? I, I would assume from a Roma standpoint, my confidence. Uh, let me just say. Let, let me reward this. I'm more worried about their confidence, their ability, their implementing what the manager says for these smaller matches than I am for the bigger ones. Or maybe I just feel that way because I'm still struck by uh, that. That feels like a symptom of having watched you say Di Francesco team, but. I don't know. I feel like they'll have no problem getting up for this one. Inter are obviously missing some very pivotal pieces, particularly in the midfield. So are you are you feeling good coming into this one? Because I, I think just in terms of form, in terms of performance, in terms of results, I don't think Roma in any way could come into this match in a better shape. No, but you know, uh, obviously after that, you know, definitely um, the last big big game was was the one against Napoli, uh, and where 
where I did not really know what to expect, and Roma, you know, came out guns blazing, and it was uh, it was a great game. They they imposed themselves. They you know they they didn't show any sign of, of fear or insecurity. Um, so I don't doubt that they they'll come into this game thinking that you know they have a chance to 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 make something happen. I do think though that. Um, Inter are, com- are are going to come in with a whole different energy um, because they're on top on top of the table because they're right. They're really Good point. they're 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 getting into it. They're uh, they, you know the 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 January transfer market is almost there. Um, Conte is about to get some new inf- reinforcements. They need to hold on to this lead. And they're going to do anything to 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 make sure that they stay on top because this is you know these these things don't happen uh, so often, um, and and so I you know uh, I was thinking about it last night. I have a feeling that unfortunately it's going to be you know uh, uh, Inter are going to shit house their way into a, a one nil victory or something mm. like that. It's a, a slight a slight, but but they're going to it's going to be a tough game. Uh, to me, I think both teams are in a good moment, and I actually don't think that we are in in such a disadvantage, you know, to 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 think that we are so much inferior to them. I just think that they're riding on a completely different wave of energy. Um, we're doing great. <laughs> we got, you know, we got two important results, two difficult, uh, uh, you know, places to play in. Um, it was tough. Uh, playing away um but but they're they're just on a whole different level they're actually first place they're fighting for a, for the scudetto they're right in it and they're not going to let go of it but i i agree with you i i would not be even remotely surprised if conte tries to shit house his way shit house his way to a result i, I in fact i would almost expect it I, I, it's just the only way i could see them getting the results um and and it's interesting because I mean, they are so willing to let the opposition take. Uh, they they have no yep. problem gifting possession. Yep. They have no problem gifting passing, the the passing uh, advantage to the opposition, which is interesting because Fonseca likes to have possession. He likes to have the bulk of the passes. So it's it's really a clash of styles. So I'm I'm curious to see how this one ultimately plays out. But I do think it will be extremely difficult. Um, and, and it's interesting because if they do manage a result, I, I mean that would be monumental um it could be very very pivotal coming into the latter stages of the year obviously after inter they have a pivotal europa league match against wolfsburg where if they win they advance so very interesting period coming up here for roma hey before before we go um i saw that you wrote something and i actually read it on the irishman (laughs) thanks man yeah so it seems that you liked it yeah i'm i'm a i'm a big 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 joe pesci fanboy so (laughs) anything he's in i go crazy for and i actually thought it was a pretty good movie i i don't know why some people were slamming it to the degree that they were well you know people are seem to be afraid of when something is is uh, runs longer than two hours that's when because (laughs) you know they 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 think oh jesus i'll have to check instagram 15 times during these three and a half hours how am i gonna do that you know um 
to to me, uh, you know, it's this is the sort of uh, filmmaking that I I wait like it's you know like it's a Christmas gift, and uh, it's you know you don't you don't get too many Scorsese movies. You're not going to get too many Scorsese movies going forward. The guy's seventy seven. You're not going to get especially a movie with you know Robert De Niro, uh, Pesci, Al Pacino, Harvey right. Keitel. Everybody from, you know, even in, and then you add to that, you know, Steven, Steven Graham, Ray Romano of all people, um, you, you have really something unique and everybody delivered. And it's, you know, for me as a big, big fan of Scorsese, when I, when you get something like this, I've been following the making of this movie for, uh, since it went into development in like 2012 and then they've been, you know, postponing it. People right, have been rejecting right. Uh, the studios were not willing to give him the money. They didn't want this actor, that actor. Nobody was really willing to believe in that gangster epic by Scorsese. Can you believe that? So, and and actually, Joe Pesci to me might be the the best one in that movie. And it's I don't want to spoil anything, but as the movie goes on and as the years go by and as he gets older, he's so good in in showing that you know that aging character of. Uh, a, a mob boss who was once one of the most powerful people in America as part of as as far as the underworld goes. Yeah, everybody check it out. It really is a good movie. Um, again, I'm a huge, huge Joe Pesci fanboy. And the thing with him is I have to see it because you can count. I, I, I wouldn't know for sure, but I'm sure you could count on one hand the number of films he has been in. Yeah. In pretty the last, much what 20 years yeah i think um, i think it's something like three movies three movies and one of the last ones was a cameo in in a film directed by robert de niro in like 2007 so the guy has been golfing for the past decade yeah i mean beyond beyond the you know the occasional cameo role he isn't really you know starring in a lot of films and Again, I loved him in Casino. Um, right, right. You know, my right. cousin Vinny. Home Alone, obviously. It's Christmas time. Everybody loves Home Alone. Um, I'm a huge Joe Pesci fanboy. So, yeah, uh, for me, The Irishman, great film. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, so let's leave it there. Uh, we'll be back later in the week. We'll, we'll go a bit more in depth with the upcoming match against Inter and um, talk a bit about the Europa League as Roma look to qualify for the next round. So, uh, as always, thank you so, so much for listening. And until next time. Ciao.